0: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. I hate to tell everybody, there is no client list. Instead, let's look at the evidence that was or was not presented at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. There is no doubt that, number one, the FBI and the NYPD were both tipped off about Epstein all the way back in 1996. Think about that. And nothing was done in those cases. In fact, it took those Palm Beach cases for the quote unquote sweetheart deal, where even when Epstein pled down and was sentenced, he often didn't even spend time in jail. He was leaving almost on a daily basis. Everybody needs to understand that. And then we get to 2017 when we're in their midterm cycle before he gets arrested. And, you know, Steve Bannon right now is sitting on 18 hours of interviews. With Epstein. He actually put out a small uh, taste in his Monsters trailer. Hello. So I'm waiting to on, go on this show yesterday on this uh, AMT show, and I'm watching this guy. His name is Jason Burmish. Never heard of the guy. Yes, he's friends with Alex Jones. He does a daily show there. It's actually pretty good. He brings up Steve Bannon's name. Bannon's got 18 hours of Jeffrey Epstein uh, video. And uh, all this, of course, is the day before my new best buddy is coming back on the show. Now twice in two weeks since I saw him at cipriani 's that epic night with President Trump. Here he is, the great Steve Bannon. Steve, good morning, buddy. How are you?
1: How you doing, Sid? Thanks for having me on.
0: Great to have you. So uh, according to this guy, Jason Burmas, or Burmas, you may know him, I don't know him, but he claims you've got 18 hours of video, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and I guess it turns out that they're about to release the names of about 170 people, although most people, Steve, are saying that we already know most of the names, if not all of these names on this list. Is, is that true that you've got all that video, Jeffrey Epstein?
1: I have about, uh, I think, 15 hours of interviews with uh, Epstein from a couple of years ago. And be, uh, I'm making a film about it. Uh, it's been a little slow in process for the simple reason I've got so much other stuff going on with the show. And uh, making sure that President Trump returns to the White House, but uh, I think people see. I don't think the Epstein thing has been. Uh, I don't think the surface has been scratched, and the key thing is how Epstein got so dialed into the elite. This was a guy that was absolutely hardwired in at the highest levels of science, technology, uh, World Economic Forum, uh, different uh, senior members of government throughout the uh, throughout the world. Uh, He was an interconnective or connective tissue, I think, to a a lot of activities, and I don't think that story has ever been told. The the story is how did Epstein get to such prominence when he really started essentially a trader over with Bear Stearns? Uh, And so it's uh, Epstein's – the the key to Epstein is how the elites in the world, and particularly the world of finance, technology, education, uh, and science – Uh, really took his money and uh, and interacted with him. everybody from hedge fund managers and particularly major universities and uh, major think tanks. A lot of things I've been focused on the last couple of years is something called transhumanism. Yes. This drive to live forever, eternity. And Epstein was a central figure in that uh, behind the scenes, funding a lot of the research, uh, dealing with the scientists. uh, So I don't think that story's ever been told, and that's why I'm working on it.
0: Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Yeah, the trans uh, human stuff, the brain stuff, and then uh, another part of that story, I guess, Steve, which no one really talks about, I do want to get the Trump in Colorado, trust me, is, uh, did he have like a place, it was like a baby ranch or something? What was that all about?
1: That I don't know. I think I think they say that I believe it was in New Mexico that he was trying to impregnate impregnate women and make sure that he had, he had uh, you know, uh dozens of uh, of children that would follow him or had his genetic code, et cetera. Look, there's many different aspects of Epstein. He was tied, I believe, very tightly to many intelligence operations throughout the world. I mean, this is a guy that was dialed in at the highest levels of the World Economic Forum, that what I call the party of Davos. Intelligence operations, uh, political operations, the financial system. He's key in the financial system, which I also think is quite fishy. I, I never really found him to be a financial genius. That's another part of the story. I don't think anybody's ever, you know, I spent a lot of time with him trying to go through and understand how he had actually gotten all this money and actually how he, you know, knowing coming out of Goldman Sachs, having my own investment banking firm. Knowing people that are traders and uh, are hedge fund managers, these people live by trades. You know, if you you know this, Sid. if you sit down and have dinner with them, that's all they want to talk about. That was not Epstein. I never really, I never really found him a financial genius uh, at all, and that's another very suspicious part of the story is exactly how he dialed into the elites, and he dialed into the elites back into the in the nineties, and I mean, the, you know, the Bilderberg Group. Um, the Council on Foreign Relations. You look at every major institution in our country, including Harvard University, uh, many of the top think tanks, the Santa Fe uh, Santa Fe Institute, which is the cutting edge of, uh, of really what was called fuzzy math at the time or chaos theory. He's a major funder. He knows everybody. He's working with Nobel Prize laureates, uh, you know, helping finance their uh, helping finance their uh, their research. So the question is, how did he get dialed in so hard into the uh, into the elites of the world and how they prop him up? So I don't think th- – I think we're just at the beginning of scratching the surface on Epstein's story, and I believe that, that these names have been re-released. I believe my understanding is a lot of this has already been out there, but it's going to be uh, – I think that will be explosive, and I think the Epstein story is just uh, – at the very very early stages of being told.
0: Wow, I can't wait to uh, hear what else you have to say about that. I'm fascinated by the whole story. I'm still, Steve Bannon, having a very difficult time believing, especially after what you just said, all these people he knew, above and beyond Bill and Hillary Clinton, I'm still having a hard time accepting the fact that he killed himself that day. It is I don't know. I mean, I no, again. I, I, don't, I don't.
1: I don't. I don't believe that at all. Okay, me either. Good. I, I think he was murdered. I don't think he's any got.
0: Me too. So.
1: Well, me it's too.
0: But, me too, too. But I've had these cops on this show that have said, "Sid, there is no evidence to support your theory he was murdered, other than all of your crazy conspiracy theories." I'm with you, Steve Bannon. He was definitely murdered.
1: I, I believe. I believe uh, he was definitely murdered, and I think he was ble- uh, murdered by. Intelligence operations so who who have a pretty good track record and not leaving a lot of evidence behind
0: let me ask you about one more guy before we get to what uh, trump uh and also came up on this show yesterday, and that is uh Julian Assange. What is his future
1: Well, I think they should have been part I mean this guy's been a truth teller for a long time, and they're, they're, once again the intelligence apparatus globally is out to get him, so I think this guy's done more uh particularly years ago. And making sure that we understood what was going on and getting real information out there i think there's another guy like you see a number of these and you know julian assange is, is no conservative but you've seen a number of these people th- that have i think gone out of their way to try to expose what's going on in the world and they're being prosecuted i mean anybody listen you have an established order in this world and particularly in the united states that's tied to money and power and really money drives it uh the lawyers of Easy money on on wall street and our Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, and the Treasury in uh, the in the oligarchs in Silicon Valley are the driving forces of this uh, and I think you see that anybody steps out of line, whether that's Julian Assange or Donald Trump or Alex Jones or anybody that steps outside and tries to get information to people is immediately crushed
0: you know it's it's interesting you mentioned Alex Jones and um, look uh, at the risk of uh, upsetting you, which i don't want to do because I love our uh, new friendship I really do but And I know that Alex Jones has said a heck of a lot of stuff, Steve, which is right on the money, right on the money. Uh, But I could never forgive him, and you're not going to convince me to feel any differently. I could never forgive him uh, for what he said about those kids at Sandy Hook. I mean, listen, I I am getting older, and I'm starting to believe more and more of these conspiracy theories. But dead kids on a classroom floor, that is not the time and or place for that. I understand a lot of folks like you and in that circle appreciate Alex, think he's a very smart guy. I'm not saying he's not. But what he did there was despicable. That's my
1: opinion. Well, you know he's uh, I think he's paid for that. I think, he's, uh, I think he's apologized for that. I think he's tried to explain it. I'm not defending him on that. I don't, I don't defend him on a lot of stuff he does. My point is that if you look at the other stuff he's talked about for years, that's why they're also trying to crush him. It's just not, uh, it's just not uh, Sandy Hook or, or, or Newtown. Um, which is, you know, he's dealt with that. I think he's just offered the parents of the $1.5 billion, um, uh, what he lost, right, and owes them. I think he's offered them a $55 million settlement. I'm sure they're not going to take that, but I think he's trying to at least I and mean, somehow try to make amends, at least financially, after the court uh, found him uh, responsible for that. And I think the way he purported himself in court was at least the beginning. Uh, to try to heal that. And like I said, the people that know him, uh, a lot of people don't defend that as I don't. Uh, and I don't really know the details since it wasn't, you know, it's not something that uh, I really followed or uh, or believed in on his aspect. I think he's tried to, to the degree possible, make amends for that now. But I, I, I agree with you. But I'm, I'm talking about the other stuff, he's, which I think he's done a great job, yeah, particularly on the World Economic Forum and some of the things that he looked crazy at the time he was saying it. But if you follow him over the years he's been he's been pretty dead spot on in so many different aspects. <laughs> or email them at info at law.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.
0: Yeah, very smart guy, and you're right. I have followed some of the stuff he said, and uh, it did seem crazy at first, and it turned out to be exactly right. And what you're right against Steve Bannon is that he is one of those guys with the target on the back. I mean, for me to wake up on a December morning in the United States, in the United States, Steve Bannon, and for some state to tell me that I can't vote for the person that I want to vote for, when in fact we know, we know that he's not on trial. He is not on trial for an insurrection. There's not even a legal ground for Colorado to do what they're doing. We have really hit rock bottom in the United States. Joe Biden, the Constitution has been basically thrown out. At this point, it's become toilet paper. What they're doing to Donald Trump in Colorado, I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, an independent, whether you love Donald Trump like we do or hate his guts, this is one of the more embarrassing moments in the history of this country. I know you agree.
1: Well, I think it, I think it's going to be positive in the fact that I think it will be an inflection point. I think people see now with Jack Smith, everything coming at him from the Justice Department and trying to hurry up this, this phony trial in D.C., Jack Smith, as crazy as he is, never charged President Trump with insurrection. The reason is there, there was no insurrection. There's no evidence of an insurrection. Uh, and what the judge out there – remember, the judge in the first trial ruled that Trump should be on the ballot. This, this was a t- overturn on appeal by the guys that lost. So, so the, the first judge ruled that Trump should be on the ballot. The one thing she did is took the J6 committee report which is completely shoddy work, and entered that as evidence that he committed uh, uh, the crime of uh, of insurrection, which he's never been charged with. And that's what the Supreme Court of uh, Colorado – look, I think it's an inflection point. I think it's going to turn out to be very positive for President Trump. I think his polling uh, will go up. And one of the reasons, if you look at the polling sit, it's absolutely brutal for Biden. I mean, I think Trump's leading young voters under 30 by six points now. Biden's in a total free fall, so the so the apparatus out there that hates trump and, and doesn't the established order that does not want Trump back in the white House will uh, and people should understand this they're, this is just not the, this is not the last they're going to pull everything they can possibly pull to try to thwart president trump's victory also people should understand this is the beginning of the nullification project of his second term, even when he wins. This is going to be relentless. This will be more relentless than his first term when they did Russiagate right out of the box. They have no intention of allowing President Trump to, to win. When he does win, they have no intention of allowing him to govern. They will come at him every day. And this is well funded, uh, very, very sophisticated. And you see this travesty in Colorado uh, is only the first. So people better strap in because if they think it's going to get better and easier, they're dead wrong. These people are bound in determined to keep Trump from the White House. And once Trump wins <clears throat> with the support of the people of this country, they will do everything to make sure that he can't govern uh, effectively so people better this this should be a wake-up call to the nation about the lengths they will go to to stop uh, to stop President Trump and his uh, populist movement:
0: I agree with you um, and there's no reason to not agree with you because that's all we've seen since he's come down the escalator is news about how much they hate Donald Trump that's it. You know, what's interesting, Steve, is how stupid could these people be? They've tried impeachments not work. They've indicted this man four times. He's got civil trials as well. Whatever they've done, especially over the last eight months, to try to derail President Trump, has backfired. Why would they think? I'm just curious. Why would they think what they've done here in Colorado, which is un-American and unconstitutional, why do they think That'll work in their favor. Why?
1: Because they believe that with their power, that they will scare Americans off. What they're playing on here is fear, and uh, and what they believe they keep coming, and they're not going to back off. And I want to go back to what you just said. It's just not the, the the it's just not what they've done, but the degree to it. Remember, in in Manhattan right now, you have a Moscow show trial like the 1930s, where. I, you know, being in the finance business, I've never seen anything like this. For what Trump did, the normal course of business was sophisticated Wall Street banks. He's on trial to take his entire empire that they've worked on for a couple of generations and built an incredible business in New York City. They are literally trying to take his business empire from him, like something you would see in the Soviet Union back in the 20s or 30s. And, that, and that's going to play out in, in the month of January. On the criminal charges, it's 700 years in federal prison. Let me repeat that. The charges (laughs) add up to potential 700 years in federal prison. They want to see him die in a federal prison. On the 14th Amendment, they're prepared. They don't care about the fact they're taking people's right. They're they're taking the fundamental right in this country for someone to vote against Donald Trump, Right to vote against Donald Trump. Uh, They don't care. They will. They will go to any measures, and I don't believe we've seen the last. And look at look at look at the uh, the other Letitia James uh, travesty on the on the on the on the expenses uh, for Stormy Daniels. Or look at this joke: the RICO charge which is crumbling before our eyes and falling apart before our eyes in, in Georgia. It's so over the top that they're, they're so vicious about Trump, and the reason is they want to crush the populist movement. They want to show people. That even someone as powerful, as strong, as dedicated, and as smart as Donald Trump will be destroyed if you get out of line, just like Julian Assange. You will be destroyed if you get out of line, okay? And that's the message you're trying I send to a right. another generation or people that would work with him or people would go in his, to his White House or to his cabinet, that you will not be employed. You won't have uh, – you, you'll be outed out of your clubs. You won't be in your associations. You can't go back to your alma mater and speak because you will be othered. Uh, and they're using all the powers of the state and in, in terribly well financed to come after Trump. And so I think this is an inflection point that people will wake up and see how over the top it is. Uh, but I'm just warning people, it's going to get so much worse before Election Day in November. And so this is going to be a test of wills between the populist movement in this country and the established order.
0: Well, I got bad news for him, Steve. My old Jewish grandmother used to have an expression. And it went like this. F them. I'll see you at Mar-a-Lago on New Year's Eve, and I'll be standing right next to you when we win this election again in 2024.
1: Well, uh, the, your lips, your lips to God's ears, Are your, are your uh, grandmother's lips to God's ears? I agree, <laughs> I agree with her. I agree
0: with her. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, very, very Merry Christmas. Happiest of New Years. Sure. If I see you before, great. Uh, either way. Thank you so much for these uh, last two weeks. I really hope you become a major part of this program in uh, 2024. You really are great. God bless you, Steve Bannon. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Sid. Love the show. Merry Christmas uh, and Happy New Year if I don't see you.
0: You too, buddy. Steve Bannon right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. That's two amazing weeks in a row. Thank you, Steve. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.